Hello and welcome to another episode of Shy Spirits Guys. I'm here as always with my partner in crime, John. Hello. And joined again by the lovely Jenny. Mm-hmm. Hello. And we're really excited. This is uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, we will be covering Kohana Agricole Rum today. Very exciting stuff. Normally we do stuff that you can find just about everywhere. This is a rare exception because this particular rum has, uh, it's near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Yeah. Both of you. Absolutely. We, uh, it's, it's located in Hawaii, in Oahu, and we actually visited the distillery on our honeymoon. Yep. So uh, yeah, for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, Parker and I are married. <laughs> so. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure all four of our listeners yeah. <laughs> who, who <somehow laughs> already know, know about that. Yeah. But if no, so last know. year... Last year we had our honeymoon on Oahu, and on day one of our honeymoon, we went to the Kohana Rum Distillery, did a tour. Um, it was lovely, and we, I, well, I bought a bunch of bottles of Kohana for Parker uh, for our anniversary. So and here rest, we are. The <laughs> rest of the honeymoon was all downhill from there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but we absolutely love the rum. Um, the cool thing about this, though, so you can't get this in a store. But you apparently can get it shipped to you um, kind of wherever. I don't know how the... It depends on which states will allow you to ship to them. So not everybody can get it sent to you, but some people can get it sent to you. Right. Yeah, at the end of this, if you're like, man, that sounds like a fun thing to try, like check out the Kohana website. Um, and Hopefully they can ship you some of this great rum. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, let's first, let's talk about... This is Agricole rum, so a little different than your, your normal rum. Um Agricole is rum that's made from the pure sugar cane, unlike most rum, which is made from molasses, which is the byproduct from uh, the sugar making process. So with this, you get a little bit more of a, just in general, a lot more vegetal and um, kind of earthiness to it. Um, you still get to some of the sweetness you get in, in a, a molasses-based rum, but uh, just definitely a different, um, real different flavor profile than you're going to be used to. I am new to Agricole rum. Uh, but it is definitely an acquired taste, just like you would if you were getting to whiskey or something else. It's just, uh, <clears throat> it's fun. It's something different. Yeah. So when we, when you go to get to, uh, take a tour at the distillery, the first thing they do when you walk in, they check you in and then they, um, they have a machine that will squeeze the juice out of a piece of sh- a little stalk of sugar cane. And they give you like basically a shot glass of like sugar cane juice and they let you taste mm. that. Um, it, t- it sounds kind of weird, but honestly, it was delicious. Oh, it was incredible. And yeah. <laughs> apparently really good for you. A lot of yeah. electrolytes. Yeah. Um, really good. That's what plants crave. It, it is what plants crave. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we have a f- six things in front of us here we're going to try today. Um, three of them, you'll notice, John, are all clear. Um, very, very clear, like water. Yeah, they are, they're all white rums, but they're different varietals of sugarcane. Kohana, they grow, I believe, I believe it's 31, at least it was when we went, they may, yeah. it might be more now, 31 varieties of sugarcane. So they distill... So is that like, um, you know, sugar that you, sugar that you would get at like Jolasco, at Costco, like what kinds of sugarcane are we talking about here? Um, I don't know if it gets delineated down to that <laughs> level, but uh, no. it's... But uh, when you when you do take the tour, they do have an example of each one that they grow in like yeah, the front. Yeah, they like take you like outside and like right up front, they have like all the different types of it, and they kind of take you through the different the different ones and, and and what you would use each one for and whatever. And some of them look really different from others, and it's 
more information than I was able to retain and bring back for this podcast, but everyone listening to this podcast should go and take a tour. Yes, <laughs> yes. But and you're going to see in, in a moment, John, the, the difference is just tasting it's going to be a lot easier than me trying to figure it out. But uh, the, the difference between these, these three, the only difference from them is the type of sugarcane variety they used. Right. So to clarify, we have three different clear rums that are the same type of rum, but they have different sugarcane varietals. And if you buy them... Um, there's a different one listed on the side of the bottle, so you know which varietal you have. So which one are we starting out with? Um, this is the... Uh, I'm going to start out by saying we're probably going to butcher some of these Hawaiian oh, it's, it's going to do the best we can. It, it's going to be real bad. Uh, so my apologies up front for how badly I pronounce these things. Um, the, the Pilamai is the first one we've got on tap here. Um, let's take a... I'll just start by noting that as soon as this was poured, the entire room... Had in a robust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still. I, robust nose is how I would describe it. It smells like um, asparagus to me. I 100% agree with that. <clears throat> Not all asparagus, definitely like a candied asparagus. <laughs> but that's, that's the nose, but it's. it's it, is, it is a strong smell. In a mm -hmm. good way, though. Like, as you kind of. It's just something very different and, like, kind of. It's strangely uh, alluring. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It is good though. It's it's funny because it does not taste how it smells. It, no, it smells so pungent, but tastes so uh, so muted in a good way, like in a very um, much sweeter, but still kind of um, um, vegetal, as you'd said before. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, I, I would. I'm trying to figure out like which vegetable. So I think I like this better than. So when we first, so right after I gave these to Parker, we opened them up and tasted them. And I feel like I like it better now, like maybe after some, it you know, it was allowed to breathe a little bit more mm. um, than that first time that we tasted it. I think it's a little bit less pungent because I feel like I was tasting more of what we were smelling the first time. I think you're but right. this time I think it's a little bit more. Because um, I have, I have it's sampled opened these up a little bit more before. Yeah. And I think that with oxidation that um, mm -hmm. it's possible. But yeah, I definitely get like green vegetable. For sure, yes, that is still it. definitely a part of it. It's almost like a banana that's uh, not quite ripe yet. I think I think that is a fantastic note on that. Yeah, I think hey. that these these particular rums compared to like the plantations that we've tasted in other podcasts, mm -hmm. um, there's less of the pineapple-y, like citrusy notes on them, at least on mm -hmm. these three. Um, and this is this is more of like the, mm -hmm. you get more of the, like the agricole-like things, like, you know, mm -hmm. the vegetable tastes and smells and those sorts of things. But no, I definitely get a little bit of that, like, it's almost ripe banana. Yeah. yeah. It. I mean, I feel like everything we're saying about this makes it sound unappetizing, but it is a very cool interesting taste mm -hmm. definitely would love to try this on its own but even in a cocktail too like hold on for a moment because we're gonna get there mm. yeah it's it is definitely a, a different than your normal taste yeah but uh it's i think it's really good yep all right so moving on we are now doing the mahai ula again i'm sorry for those of you who live in hawaii but I'm getting the slightest bit of mango in the finish that last one, by the way. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally. A little like, bit, uh, yeah. Um, more. Almost like mango. Yeah, that's... I do want to address our Hawaii listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> Aloha. Our, our, our thousands of 
fans, and that's just on Kauai and Oahu. I think Good is up point. to ten thousand. Um, <laughs> we really got to get back in touch with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're, we're happy we could really sh- showcase what you guys are doing over there. It's great Oof. work. This one's got kind of a funky aroma. Green bean. No, no which guy is this here? Green bean casserole. I smell green bean. Ah. I'm getting like a, a cream of mushroom in there too, though. The mahaula. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's going green you bean going, casserole. You going, you going full green bean casserole on us? <laughs> I mean, we, we are recording this relatively close to that To holiday. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> that green bean casserole dirt day. No, I like, the, I like the nose on this one a little better almost. Um, I think it still has a lot of those same notes, but it's a little bit more um, balanced. Or I might just be used to it now having just tried one, but... I've I've now sampled it, tasted it, and it is really um, delightful. It's not as much unripe banana mm. as much as it's kind of got like a little faint kind of honey note, something just a little bit less vegetal. Yeah, almost a little um, a little more savory than the last one. Totally, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting. Yeah, the, the middle part of the tongue, that umami part, I think. Yeah. Like, you still get those um, those vegetal notes, but it's a little deeper, I think. Yeah, I can go with that. Like but that. I am getting something sweet, too. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. honey, but it's something... Yeah. And that was which one again? That was the... Uh, I just want to hear you guys mispronounce it. You know, <laughs> of course you. The, the, the maheula. I say you, you can... There's, You're yeah. more than welcome to give that a try. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, no. I actually can't read. I've never yeah. told you that. Yeah. Now, that second one is, <laughs> yeah, no, is notable because for um, some of our later ones that are aged, the, the mahaula is what they, they've used in those. Oh. So. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Use that on your next bar trivia. Yeah. <laughs> if, if obscure agricole Hawaiian rums are on your bar trivia, you're, uh, you're, you're in, at the right spot. You're in Hawaii. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Now is Hawaii like? Or, I mean, well, it's a, it's a state in here. In the United States. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's made up of a variety of islands. <laughs> so a lot of rum comes from the Caribbean and Central America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there something different about like Hawaiian rum? That I mean, is it just you know sugarcane can be grown in all of these very warm climates? Yeah. So the the cool thing about it about really any rum. Is it, it can differ very much on where it where it's from because you're using the sugarcane from there, you're you're aging it, which we'll get to in a little bit here in the climate of that area. One of our previous podcasts, we were talking about the Fijian plantation rums and how different they are than the Barbados and I mean this is totally Jamaican from equivalents, from but that, a lot of that has to do with like you know what they're using the Fijian sugarcane versus the you know Barbados sugarcane, and here we get again like the Hawaiian sugarcane, and at this point even different varietals of the sugar canes that grow there, which is pretty cool. Um, let's, let's try this third one, which... It's, uh, the sugar cane it, variety the, the, uh, papa. is... Papa. Papa-a. Papa-a. Mm-hmm. Papa-a. That would be my guess. That's actually it's, what it's I called... Like, it's spelled like papa with an extra A at the end. That's actually what I called my dad. And an apostrophe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this kind of bridges the gap between the other two a little bit, mm-hmm. in a way. You, you so perfectly... Uh, Elocuted uh, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's totally. In yeah, yeah. So on the nose, on the on the palate, it's definitely a little lighter than the previous okay. one. But I think this one is my favorite of the three. I kind of like stuff that gets like a little in your face. So yeah. I don't. I like that. I can see why this is very appealing. Yeah. yeah. 
um, because it's like in the middle of them. I get a little berry on that too. Hmm. Is it raspberry? Is it strawberry? I don't know. Right, it's a snozberry. Yeah, but I get but I get a little a little bit of berry in there. God, hey, I like that. Hey, you're not wrong. See, I could I would be happy to drink that all day long. Ah. Um. So Jenny is going to make us the first of our Kohana Agricole Rum cocktails of the evening. I'm excited. Um, which, very exciting. Um, is this a mojito we're looking for, dear? Yeah, it's a mojito. Or a cojito, as they like to call it. Cojito. Oh. That's a Kohana. Kohana Rum. Mojito. Oh, a cojito. Um, while we have a moment while she's doing that, I did want a little background on the Kohana distillery a little more. As we said, um, Jenny and I got to visit it, which was fantastic. Um, they're farmed a bottle. They grow all the sugar cane there on site. Stop. And they they literally harvest it by hand. They literally have four guys with machetes who every day go out and just cut down sugar cane. While that does sound terrifying at first, the fact that they're cutting down sugar cane sounds awesome. Yeah, and they, they have a big uh, thing they put it in that to harvest it. But man, it's just four guys in, with machetes, and that's how they do it. That's incredible. Like that they can keep up with. Yeah. To... Yeah. The uh, um, where they grow it used to be a, a Dole pineapple plantation. Dole. But uh, it was funny when they gave us the tour. They they mentioned to us that yeah, now uh, rum's a little more popular than pineapples nowadays. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't remember the last time I had a can of Dole pineapples. But I can definitely tell you the last time I had some rum. Mm -hmm. I will say Dole pineapple juice is still a still a thing that people buy, but not nearly as much as it used to be. I don't know. That there's a whole, I mean, other than like generic brands, if there is like a different pineapple juice, but I mean. Well, I mean. Also, I think it's a good time to mention that we are expecting a check from Dole for this podcast. <laughs> well, not based on what we've been saying, I guess. I'm sure they still grow Dole pineapples up there, just they don't they need quite as much land. It's all in our home seat of Florida now. Mm, very true. But um. The pineapple capital of the world. I believe they still have the Dole pineapple experience on Oahu. We didn't, uh. Get a chance to visit that one. Maybe next time. I feel like uh, when you were prioritizing your experiences, mm -hmm. you, you've landed on the right ones. Yeah, I think we did the right thing. So that's incredible, though. Farmed uh, from... Farmed a bottle. Literally, yeah. Because I can imagine a lot of distilleries, they probably don't uh, worry about where they get their sugarcane or their molasses from. They're just interested in distilling. But this is the whole process. Even outside of rum, that's got to be pretty rare. Yeah, I mean, many, yeah, you, you don't see that a lot. Um, how many Kentucky distilleries are bragging about all the corn they grew on their property? You know, like true, true. I feel like there are a few distilleries that are like really like, hey, the corn we're you know, we grow the corn, or we're yeah, like or like it's from local or something like that. Yeah, but they're not growing. I mean, like, very, it's very true. I know it's like very different than say plantation where they're you know partnering with all these different local places to make it happen. And you kind of got to respect both processes, like oh, sure. plantation sourcing, like some of the best rum that you can put in your, you know, mm -hmm. in your glass. Mm -hmm. And Kohana is like, uh, yeah, we're making it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Doing their own thing, which is, again, good now. Yeah. And I like that it's agricole. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like agricole is, is um, hard to get into mm -hmm. unless you are like, yeah, I've tried a bunch of stuff. I want to do something different. Because mm -hmm. there's really not that many big names in agricultural rum. Like, what is it? I don't know of any others. Um, there's like uh, Trois... I always mispronounce them. It's French. Uh, Trois Rivieres, which is a... Uh, um, I actually have a bottle of that in my collection here somewhere. But uh, they make some wonderful agricultural rum. Chai rum guy. Out of, uh, I believe, out of Martinique. 
which is where most of the Caribbean agriculture was made because it's uh, that's they just like that prefer that process. But uh, um, yeah, there's not a lot of big names. Um, Denizen, another brand that I like, they do a uh, a rum that's 20% agricole, 80% like your regular rum, and they kind of blend it together. That kind of, that sounds like a smart idea. It's great. It's 100 proof. Um, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll have that on, a, on an upcoming um, episode when we when we do other random rums. I've gotten very distracted because Jenny just walked in here with a very good-looking drink. Jenny, what is this again? So this is a mojito, or as they call it on the Kohana social media, a cojito. Um, so we used the um, the last one that we tasted, the Papa A rum, two ounces. Um, before we pour that in, we muddle uh, some mint and some lime with some simple syrup. And then after that, it's just lime juice and soda water. And I haven't tasted it, so let's figure out how well I did. That is refreshing. Yeah, I'll say the presentation is phenomenal, and the taste is even better. Ooh. Well, I would have made the presentation better if if this is, was a, a video podcast. But <laughs> Maybe someday it will be, but we just need to get all of that support from our Patreon supporters. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. This is so refreshing. Um, that is really nice. I because I feel like the um, you can definitely taste some of the. Sorry, I'll let you go. Oh no, I was gonna say like the underlying like like the, the vegetalness really yeah. really blends well with the mint. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I could see like another rum. It would be very too sweet. But one thing that's nice about a mojito is that it's just like a summery, like tropical. Supposed to taste kind of light. Like I yeah. feel like I could drink this. It's not and, supposed to be too much going on there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's why. Like, what? Um, uh, sometimes you don't like with a mojito. What's the other? Do you use? You don't use gin for that, right? What is that? Is it always rum? Mojito's always rum. Oh, it's always rum. I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Unaged. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but yeah, it's usually... You think of a Negroni, maybe? Yeah, no, it's... I'm definitely thinking of a mojito, but I was just forgetting that it's unaged rum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so... So, that was... Delightful. Let's -hmm. let's revisit that more after the podcast. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing we're going to try here is the uh, the Coho. Now, this one's dark one. Yes, this they aged for two years mm-hmm. in oak barrels. Okay. I believe American oak. I'm like 99% sure American oak I mean, barrels. Hawaii is a state. Yep. But part I don't think they grow oak on Hawaii. Well, they do grow a different wood that we're going to talk about here in a, in a minute. They have beautiful glass bottles with glass tops. Yeah, so, they're yeah. square. Yeah. Really awesome. Are these 375 or are these? Yeah, yeah they're 375. Yeah. Which is a really cool way to experience the variety. Yeah. yeah, that's how we got six of them instead of a couple of them. You get six seventy, yeah, six full 750-milliliter bottles, and that's just work. That's a lot. But this has a really nice amber color to it in the bottle. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like, I mean, if you didn't know this was rum, you'd think it was whiskey. And I think uh, Parker, one of Parker's favorite parts of the tour was they showed us their barrel house. Oh, it's oh, like it's like it's it's like barn doors. They open it up, and it's just like barrels everywhere. And it was like, oh. What did that smell like? <laughs> Oh, man, it's glorious. I love yeah. it. It's, it's un, like no temperature control or anything. Yeah. Again, like they, they're aging in that climate, and it's always you know pretty warm and. Pretty yeah, it doesn't really dry. change so, a whole lot there. So I imagine the, uh, um, it's maturing at a pretty quick rate. And what, is, what is this called again? Uh, this is Coho. Coho. Yeah, K O H O. Mm-hmm. No, I'm this getting... is one of my favorites. I'm not gonna it's lie. Agent Oak, ninety proof. In, immediately, it smells to me like an Armagnac. Like, it's got this really... My hands still smell like lime from making a mojito. Really nice mix of, of, like, you can totally get, like, some vanilla from the barrel, I think. And, mm-hmm. like, some 
a little bit of like campfire. I'm not gonna lie, it reminds me very, very much in the smell of, of bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always think of like, um, yeah, bourbon armagnac, like kind of similar in their aroma. Yeah. Is this, are these, do you know, are these barrels, eight, uh, are they charred at all, or is it just? Um, I'm not 100% on that. Let me see, do a little on-the-spot research here. Um, so we have a few notes, we didn't have all of that. Yeah, well, do, do, do. So they, yeah, they close the barrel select offering. Yeah, rested in oak barrels. Yeah, they don't really say the. Uh, it's all it's all aged in American oak, but they don't talk about the char at all. So my guess would be. Um, I mean, honestly, um, with only two years in here, this coloring makes me think that they might have toasted it at least a little bit because you know you. Although I mean, there they must be at least fresh barrels to get this. Well, I wonder if it um kind of old um bourbon barrels. That that too, but like sometimes you get like a scotch that's from an old bourbon barrel and it's really light. Yeah. You know? And this is so dark. It's just I mean this looks yeah, like so, okay. it could be a fresh barrel. I smell some some caramel on here too. Totally. No, I definitely eat some little caramel. Maybe just a hint of spice too. Yeah, those two years in the barrel, now, now that I've tasted this, just really add a lot of complexity and like balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a nice little little warm spice in the finish there too. Um, yeah, it definitely reminds you a little bit more of like the spiced rums, but like not even that. Like it reminds me more of a bourbon again. Like it just like oh yeah, it, it's it's much more not like a like a spiced rum spice, more no. of like a a baking spice. You know yeah, spice? yeah. You know what I'm getting from this? It's like a rice pudding with a little cinnamon. It is like I what is it with cinnamon. like all of the dishes you're pulling out of here? I'm, <laughs> I'm just like I'm, green bean casserole over here. I mean, yeah, I'm just like. I'm making a menu here. Yeah, a little bit of caramel. Man, that's... Mm -hmm. So the next one is the Koa. Now, this one is really interesting because they finished this for six months in um, Koa barrels, which are uh, only grown in Hawaii. It's a hardwood. They only grow in Hawaii. Oh, this is that you were saying. This mm -hmm. is the wood that's only there. Okay. Yeah. So they finished for six months in that. It's... A really sought after wood for a variety of reasons. As far as, I don't hear, I don't know a lot about it as far as like aging. I don't know that other outside of Hawaii are really like, I gotta get a Koa barrel. I'm sure Buffalo Trace has like got that part of their like Buffalo yeah. Trace experience. But but that is like, this is also aged two years, but then they finish it for six months in those Koa, like, they, they only grow in Hawaii barrels. Oh. And, uh, and this is actually cast strength. So wait, it's aged two years in oak, then finished in this Hawaii-only wood. Yeah, that's my understanding. Well, we have a minute since Jenny is making us that next cocktail. I feel like this is a great time to say, tip your bartender. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hawaii's most famous endemic hardwood, koa. Oh, it's a hardwood. Yeah, it's two years old and then finished in the Koa wood cast for six months. So. so already this has like kind of a leg up if you are into mm -hmm. aging because the Koho, which mm -hmm. we had first, mm -hmm. is two years. Mm -hmm. This is essentially the Koho with an extra. Yeah. Well, the other thing is too, because the Koho is proof down to 90 proof. So so this, they, they basically, those two years, instead of proofing it down, they put it in these hardwood barrels for six months. And they take it out at cast strength. So what's the proof on this one? On this guy is 59.27%. Nice. So just under 120 proof. That's, I mean, I don't know of many, I guess sometimes rum is overproof when they get mm -hmm. that high. Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah, there, yeah, there are like, um, 
um, again, revisiting our plantation podcast, uh, the OFTD, their overproofed rum, is is in the neighborhood of that. It's I think actually just over just over 120 proof. All right. So when all right, if you're not just sipping rum straight, which you know few people do, that's kind of our thing, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure other people. Well, like, when would you use an overproof rum? Would it be in a cocktail? Or? Um, I, mean, I definitely love them in a daiquiri, like especially if you're making a frozen drink. Would you mix, like, an overproof rum with, like, a standard proof? So a lot of times there's a lot of rum cocktails that will call for multiple types of rum. Um, if you ever look at, like, a cocktail book or something, it'll be like, oh, you need a light rum and a dark rum. And, and when we do daiquiris, which I, I enjoy doing every summer, though that Ninja Blender tried to take my hand off. We will get that that's, back. That's for another day. We will. Um, I feel like we did mention it the last time. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> it comes up a lot more than I wish it would. Which is a good time to mention that we are sponsored by Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the blades are sharp. I'll tell you that. Yeah, don't mess around with those. Um, but, no, when we do, whenever we do daiquiris in the summer, and I like I enjoy doing frozen strawberry daiquiris. Get some fresh strawberries, some frozen strawberries, uh, a couple types of rum. I like to mix um, a white rum and then the... Overproof um, plantation rum, nice. which on its own is fantastic, but you put that in a cocktail, oh boy. Now i got to pause you for a second because Jenny did just walk back in here with another fantastic looking cocktail. So this is with the Coho. This is a rum old-fashioned. I did not do anything super special with this. It's, um, it's rum and simple syrup and two different types of bitters, both orange and regular. Well, what do we think, boys? I have to say that... Um, what the base spirit that you use for an old fashioned matters a lot, and this is in really cool, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's still got a lot of that um, uh, spice, like yeah, you still you know? get the spice on there for sure. Mm-hmm. I still get the caramel and a little bit of vanilla going on in there. I might there we might not need as much uh, simple syrup as I put in there, but I still very much like it. Yeah, yeah. Usually with raw, what that's a great thing about a rum old fashioned. Yeah, you, it's very you, little simple syrup. Yeah, because you already have the natural sweetness of the rum. But I've been riding for the rum old fashioned cocktail for a long time. Yeah, it's I like it best. I think with either Jamaican rum or agricole rum. Yeah, because it can get a little too sweet with some of your uh, your, your sweeter rums. I did, yeah. After just after tasting the coho, then I felt like I could put a little bit more yeah. simple syrup in it than yeah. some like than like the Jamaican rums that mm-hmm. we or some of the other. Did you say rums. what you did? Um, how much you put in there? Like proportions? I mean, or is that proprietary? Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I did, it was two ounces of the rum and. I didn't measure out the just kind of like kind of yeah. I bartender almost. I bartender splashed the. the but it wasn't a lot. Syrup. It wasn't like a whole like yeah. Half an and ounce or something. and this is like a full on like I muddled an orange and a cherry in there. So like with the simple syrup. So like that whole that all blended together really nicely. I think. But I do think you can get the orange flavor on it. I think I feel like having that orange in there just really does make a big difference with an old fashioned with an old fashioned when it's actually muddled and like, mm-hmm. and that flavor actually gets in there. And the same with the cherry, too. I actually think that the cherry uh, combined with that coho really makes a very complex, interesting mm-hmm. uh, palette of, uh, of flavors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that rum old-fashioned a lot. Um, so Parker has just poured for us the koha. Koa? Koa. Koa. Yep, just K-O-A. Yeah, that yeah. one we can actually say. Named after the Hawaiian harbor that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, just under 120 proof. Age for two years. Then if you look on the website too, they have a really cool um, gift set where you can buy a bottle of the Koa and it comes in a box of like that's made of Koa wood. 
And it, I, th I believe it also comes with tasting glasses, which is kind of cool. This smells phenomenal. This has like a coffee scent to it almost. Like a, but not like coffee, more like a sweetened coffee or something. I don't know, or toffee maybe. I, I was going to say butterscotch, yeah. which is similar to toffee. I get a little butterscotch yeah. myself. We love, we love butterscotch notes here on the mm -hmm. Shy Spirits guys. So. so much butterscotch. I know you guys talked about this while I was I was bartending. What's the pr uh, proof on this one again? Uh, just one under one twenty. Okay, incredible because it does not. I mean, there's no heat on that. At least I didn't yeah. detect any. There's a little bit. I can I get a little bit of heat, but it's not one twenty heat. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, relatively to the other ones, maybe there's a little bit, but um, it's really mm -hmm. it's actually a lot uh, less sweet on the taste than it is in the uh, aroma. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's very chocolatey to me, like dark chocolate, almost like baking chocolate. Yeah, you know, it's the that um, the cacao. It's that cacao, totally cacao. Which, and if you like that note, get excited for our next thing. Yeah, right. Definitely a little deeper flavor than the previous one. Um, this is like a dessert one. It's so good. It's like yeah, it's not sweet like dessert, but it's like um, maybe a nightcap or something. I just feel like mm. this is like you could really end. End of night with this. Mm -hmm. I think what other notes I get on that? Um, definitely a little caramel. Definitely that chocolate you're talking about, but that like baking chocolate. That's the predominant one for me. Totally. It's not mm -hmm. all. It's not all like you know. Chocolate's a little like baking chocolate's a little bitter. Mm -hmm. It's not all that. It's definitely a little sweet but, too. But tasting that isn't it hard. Isn't it hard to believe that they? What's in that bottle? That clear bottle right there. Two and a half years later becomes this. I mean, I. I mean, what's in the clear bottle is phenomenal. On its own, this is it just a market. It's so difference. different, though. Is yeah. what I think. Like, yeah, I mean, and like they're both very good in their own right. But this, I mean, this is fantastic. This is almost like a cocktail on its own, too. You know, like yeah, you can put like ice on that and just. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would do anything to it. I was trying to think. Like, I know you guys were kind of talking about it, but like, I don't think I would do anything with this other than like maybe an, an ice, ice cube. cube. Yeah, yeah. One, I, yeah, I think one ice cube. If you you want to just like open it up a bit, but that's about it. Yeah, if that's really what you're cool. into, you know, because there really is no wrong or right way well, to sip for sure. As I proved recently, there's there's no wrong way to drink whiskey, <laughs> and, and that expands really. To any I don't spirit. know why you would probably say that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, I think of all the ones that we've had, that's the one I'm most interested in adding to my collection. Would be something the like that. the Koa because it's so different and yeah. in such a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Sometimes it says something so scenario. different, and it's but, a, you know. But yeah, if nobody told you that was rum, would you assume that was bourbon? I would have thought that was like uh, Kahlua. Like a like release from Kahlua, oh, wow. you know, like it's got this like kind of coffee liqueur kind of. Oh, I wouldn't know. It's too strong for that though. Well, yeah. Well, John is used to drinking like 130 proof bourbon all the yeah, time. Yeah, so, so 120 is like a real cakewalk. It's not a Tuesday night. I'm not <laughs> drinking 130 proof bourbon. Now this this next pour. Which might be my absolute favorite of the group. It makes sense that that this would be Parker's favorite. I uh, speaking of, speaking of chocolate notes and dessert, um, this is the Cocoleca, which is a combination of their rum, um, cacao, and honey, all locally and, grown. Yep, oh. and they put the and, and the cocoa produced. nibs directly into yeah. the um the still. All locally grown, produced everything. Everything in this is from Hawaii, and uh, it is absolutely fantastic. It we is, should pause at that. That's really cool. Everything okay. in it's from Hawaii. Yeah, 
Yeah. Again, that farm to bottle they're so proud of. And it's it's like on the nose, it's just it's obvious chocolate. Like there's right. nothing else that you could be smelling there. I mean, yeah. that's my that's maybe not true. That's but like that's the obvious oh, first man. thing. It's, that you would it's smell. almost like a chocolate bar, like almost like a Twix or something. Like there's yeah. like like you're talking about dessert. Like this is it. Yeah, it smells like chocolate cake. Oh my god, German chocolate cake. That's yeah, what I think I'm getting. It, it smells like chocolate cake. It, it's perfect. It's German chocolate cake without the coconut. Oh, you don't like coconut? I, not generally, no. Unless it's in a pina colada, then I make an exception. I'm going to quote uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Say, Brainless, so you know where coconuts come from? Such gorgeous places. I know, I know. But yeah, totally. Well, I mean, well, coconut is a very divisive thing. A lot of bad things come from nice places. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, can't, I could just sniff this all night long. But yeah, they, make, they even tout this on their website. Um, made entirely from Hawaiian ingredients. Fermented, bottled, and distilled in small batches in Cunha, Hawaii. They blend raw honey, pure cacao, and Hawaiian cane spirit to create this rare taste of Hawaii. I take it all back. This is the one I would want to add. Yeah, this is, this is just incredible. incredible. So I've taken a sip now, and this is just like... This is the um, oh God, liqueur. Like, it just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and we're, we're going to have a cocktail made out of this here in a minute. What? What? Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, Jenny is very excited about this. We're having a, we're gonna have a mocha martini. Oh my gosh, this is. Or would you would you call it a cotini in this situation? I don't know. A cotini? No. Well, so I'm making a mocha martini. Mm -hmm. So for a mocha martini, I'd call it a mocha martini because there are a couple other things going on in this in this cocktail. I mean, don't let us stop you though. I. I uh, yes, I I walked into the other room without the rum, so. That's because I was drinking it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's phenomenal. God, that is good. Yeah, so that's 60 proof. Um, God, it's just delightful. Like, I, I would challenge you to find something like a better, like, dessert drink. I mean, and what's nice, too, is that 60 proof, if you have, like, had people over, you know, it's nice to have, like, a lower proof thing, too, so you're not, like, uh, drinking and, and really feeling it. 60 proof is, like, you know, I would always drink something that's that low normally you know eight, a lot of like, what we drink is 80 proof at least yeah if I could go back though I would trade out that limoncello post Thanksgiving dinner for uh, for this guy right here oh I would always trade out the limoncello for that mm -hmm. for sure this is just mm, delightful yeah um, we were talking we're uh, for like Black Friday um, Kohana was doing like a a deal where you could get like a, basically a mystery box full of Kohana stuff for oh various God. levels, so we, I don't know what's in it yet, but we bought. The, Did you get one? Oh yeah, we bought the medium one for like 125 bucks. So nice. we don't have it yet. Yeah, there'll be some rum, there'll be some swag. I'm really hoping they'll give us more of that Coca-Cola because that's the one we drank the most of because it's so freaking good. So I'm really hopeful that they give us more of that. But hopefully some other some other stuff we haven't tried yet. They like I said they they grow 31 different sugarcane varietals and you know we've only tried three of them. So. so chances are you're going to get something you haven't had. Mm -hmm. Not like they have like six main ones. Like if you go on their website, you'll see they have like six main ones that you can order. So they're not using all of them um, for like mass production stuff. At least not yet. Yeah. Um, I I imagine you know certain ones are easier to grow, and you know maybe they're still experimenting with some of the other ones. But there definitely are more than the three we've got to try. So I'm excited. Hopefully we get something a little a little out of right field. Even if we don't and we just get some more of this wonderful stuff we tried today, I'll be happy to have it. So did you get a sense when you were visiting them, like, do they do they want to expand beyond Hawaii, like, to 
distribute in um, mainland stores or what? Yeah, well, I know they're already available in stores in California. Ah, uh, okay. Which makes sense. I mean, there's still kind of a smaller production. Like again, like four guys with machetes. So right. you can only make so much. I'm sure. I have no doubt. It, it seems like they have room to grow their operation there, just based on. There was like where they're at. It used to be three thousand acres of dull pineapple plantation. They bought a piece of that, like a small piece. Not of even that. all three thousand. No, not even close. Um, like way, way. Those less four than guys that. would never be able to clear. That no, out. no. Okay. So, the, so I, I assume eventually, if uh, if it takes off, which I, I hope it will, because I think it's so good. Um, and it I'm may, excited about this. You know, place. they can they can make a more uh, more robust production. So, to our listeners, uh, I apologize you can't see this, but Jenny just walked in with a. Delicious looking martini. It's got chocolate uh, There's drizzled on the inside of the glass. Is there, that right? That uh, is correct. Can you move that over a little? I'm going to take a picture of this for our... Uh, Check the website. Our, our, our Instagram. I want all three of them next to each other, actually. Oh, okay. the three cocktails. All three of the cocktails we did for this. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny and her Kohana shirt, which I thank you so heck much for yes. wearing that. Heck yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, for this, I wanted... So like I said, it's a mocha martini. Um, I'm going to let Parker plug this this liqueur that I used, but so I used one and a quarter ounces of the Coca Leca. I used one and a quarter ounces of Mr. Black cold brew coffee liqueur. What's yes. that? Um, that is a coffee liqueur from Australia. Um, I'm a, it's my favorite coffee liqueur. But it's like imported here, like we get it here? Yeah, no, we, yeah, sell, we, we, we sell this locally. Um, they actually have a new variety I was just telling Jenny about earlier today that I'm excited to try. But uh, yeah, they make it in Australia. There's two guys who run it, and not this. This is not a Mr. Black podcast, but we're. Uh, I'm sure. such a big fan of their their brand. I'm going to talk about it. Um, I actually had the opportunity to meet one of the owners who's. They have basically two guys. One who's really passionate about distilling. One who's really passionate about coffee. I met the guy who's passionate about coffee. So, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. so they literally <laughs> have a new variety of the Mr. Black that came out. That's like a special blend. Like and it's all about the coffee blend. It's nothing really else that's different. It's just the yeah. coffee blend is really different. Um, but they, it's just such a high quality coffee liqueur. If you're looking for one, I I don't know a better one. It's great. Anyway, back to our wonderful cocktail here. If I so this was my first shot at this. Like I literally like tried this out live for the first time. I think if I was gonna do it again, I would use a little less of the coffee liqueur and a little mm-hmm. more of the coca leca. That being mm-hmm. said, this is still really good. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing about this. This is so good. Like I just I don't like... get enough of the chocolate off of it, but yeah, I think I think you're right, but it still is very good. It's yeah, I still would drink the crap out of this. Yeah, I'm gonna go in for another one. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to put this drink over here. Yep. Or... <laughs> I think that's a Parker drink. Yeah. Right We're going to take that one. So think... we are going to divvy these up now, right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone gets okay. to take one. Think, Jenny, you choose. I think I want this one. Oh, perfect. You took the mojito. The cojito, I figured I, I was enjoy. The, I figured I was probably the one who wanted that the most. So but I lo- I like that old-fashioned uh, old so much. Yeah. This so. is perfect. All right. But uh, Well, guys, we've reached the end of our, our tastings here. I hope you... Found it as informative as we found it fun. I want to thank you guys for having visited Kiwana because <laughs> yeah. this rum is just fun. It's mm-hmm. totally different. Like if you've gotten bored of some of the stuff you've been tasting recently, this is like just a fun thing to try. Yep, and it's delicious. Yep, mm-hmm. and you if yeah if you're in the right place uh, in the United States, hopefully you can get it shipped to you, and maybe you can try out some of the stuff that we just did here. But and if you're in Chicago, it's all great. Us up, yeah, know? right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, guys, thanks so much. Thank cool. you, Jenny, so much. For oh yes, the cocktails are fantastic, and for being on this episode because mm-hmm. we really we, appreciate you. We really do. Thanks so much, and uh, Kohana rum, it's great. <laughs>